Are you a female entrepreneur who wants to make a bigger impact on the world? You're booked and busy and you love serving your clients, but your time is capped. You want to do more. You often wonder how you can help more people without spending so many hours on social media, repeating content that only a handful of people will see. Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to Too Busy to Podcast. I'm your host, Rosemary Callender, podcast launch and system strategist, and I'm on a mission to help you create a podcast that connects and builds community with your audience and converts them into clients. Are you ready to leverage the power of your voice? Let's head into this week's episode. Hey there, and welcome to episode 43 of Too Busy to Podcast. I hope you're all well. Today, I'll be talking about content pillars for your show. In case you're not familiar with that term, content pillars are the main categories that you'll be talking about on your podcast. Now, if you're a business owner, this won't be new to you as the concept is applied to content creation in general. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is I know that some business owners can get stuck starting their podcast because of a fear of running out of podcast ideas. But fear not, with content pillars, it will be so much easier so you can get that thought right out of your head. So let's get right into it. You can choose your content pillars in a couple different ways. So each pillar could be a different season or if you're a weekly show, you could have different pillars each week and alternate in that way. There's so many different ways of doing it. But what's most important is that you just have fun with it. Don't be regimented, don't be rigid. Just have fun with it. Pick a format that kind of suits you, but definitely don't just launch your podcast ad hoc with no sort of format or theme or style to it. If your podcast is an extension of your business, it might be that you're using or will use the same content pillars for your business for your podcast, or you might create totally separate ones. It's a hundred percent up to you, but we don't want to go too crazy. I don't want this to be overwhelming for you. I personally think that three to four content pillars are more than enough. That's a really good number to get started. Too many may be overwhelming and just kind of take you off on a tangent that you don't want to go down and lead to nothing but confusion, not just for you as the host, but for your listeners as well, which we do not want. I want to preface this to say that for this exercise that I'm going to go into in a moment, you need to be really clear on who your ideal listener is. So that's something that I look out for when I work with my clients. I normally work with female coaches who have a proven offer. And when I say a proven offer, that usually means that they've been in business for at least 18 months to two years they're not new to their business. They have launched one-to-ones. They've launched group coaching programs. They might have already had a membership and their offers are working. They're filling their offers. And that is because they are very, very clear on who they want to work with. So their messaging is on point. And I say this because if you create a podcast that's broad and speaks to everyone, 
you will end up speaking to no one. And that's not what we want. So it's really, really important that, you know, if you're listening to this and you're in the planning stages of your podcast, before you start thinking about, oh, the tech and how do I record and all that kind of stuff, I would really implore you to sit down and have a think about who your ideal listener is. Why are you creating this podcast? Who are you creating this podcast for? What are they going to take away? Those are the top three questions. And so when I say content pillars, I don't mean some in the online space, especially social media. There's a lot of coaches, content experts who might talk about creating content in the categories of educational, inspirational, that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm referring to for your podcast. Of course, your episodes will fall into one of those categories, but with your podcast and with your content for your business in general, we really want to drill down. We want to get deeper to what our listener needs to hear to solve their problem, right? So obviously I'm not a content creation coach or an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I've been on a content creation journey myself. I've learned the hard way and the best way to create content is by being really specific, really specific with what your listeners want to hear. So let's take this podcast as an example. As a podcast launch strategist, I of course help my clients launch their podcasts and also implement systems to ensure they remain consistent in managing their podcasts in the long term. And when I created this podcast, I had to really kind of think about the areas I wanted to focus on to make sure that you, my listeners, were able to create the podcast of their dreams. For you to be able to create a podcast that is successful, a podcast that you enjoy, and that, of course, is profitable in some way. So this podcast has four pillars, and those pillars are launching, managing, growth, and monetization. You could even call them, sometimes I do call them, the four stages of podcasting. And so those are the four areas that I've identified that podcasters like yourself need help with at some point in their podcasting journey. So at present, I have broken up each pillar into seasons. So season one was all about launching your podcast. Season two is all about management, the systems. I'm all about systems. That's the other part of my business, launching and systems. But then within each pillar, there's sub pillars. So in season one, for example, launching your podcast, we covered some topics around the strategy, the tech, which is a big thing for a lot of people. Of course, mindset, because that's also a big piece for a lot of people. They feel like, who are they to start a podcast? No one's going to listen. I haven't got the voice to start a podcast. So we covered a lot of that in season one. And then season two, we're focusing really around the systems or the management piece because you know, you've launched, yay, but now we've got to keep the thing going. (laughs) We've got to keep the podcast running. So we need to put systems in place to ensure that you're able to do that consistently and still have fun. So a big part of season two is going to be around time management. 
How do you manage your time? How do you best spend your time? Of course, productivity comes into that. And a favorite one of mine, streamlining and automation. So that might be something that you want to think about as well. So for your overarching three or four pillars, how can you then break those down? How can you become so specific? And I promise you the more specific you are, the easier it will be for you to create your podcast episodes moving forward. So how do you actually come up with these pillars? So when I'm brainstorming stuff, content, I really like to go back to basics. And that is quite simply a piece of A4 paper and some Sharpies. I have Sharpies in every imaginable color. And I literally just sit down and I start jotting down everything that comes to mind. You can do the same paper and Sharpies, pencil, whatever it might be, or use another method that you're most comfortable with. There are some sort of online tools that can get you started if that is your preference. I wouldn't recommend you spend hours on this. Just your initial thoughts and then try and narrow down that list. So here's some tips. You might want to think about what questions come up for you quite often from your clients or people in your community. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. If you're starting a podcast as a hobby or as a passion project, what do you think your listeners will want to learn about? Research is crucial here. So if you're a business owner, what questions come up as part of your sales process? What questions come up as part of your feedback testimonial process? What questions come up whilst you're working with your clients? I learned the hard way in regards of this as well. I was kind of just asking questions and not really using their answers within my content. I don't do that now, <laughs> but you know, I've learned the hard way and I'm passing this on to you. So it might be that even if like you're in Facebook groups where your ideal listeners will hang out, do a search in that Facebook group. What sort of questions are they asking there? If you've got a membership community, answer questions there. You can also search on, there's some platforms such as Answer the Public, there's Quora, there's Reddit, there's Uber Suggest. There's even Clubhouse. I mean, Clubhouse is kind of, you know, <laughs> past its sell-by date now. I'm hardly on there. But if you are a regular Clubhouse visitor, I think is probably the right word, it's a great place to listen in, join into conversations. You could even start a room yourself and just, you know, get people come in. Clubhouse takes a lot of time, which is why it's fallen off of my radar. I have more than enough on my plate. But if this is somewhere where you feel like you can get that feedback to sort of feed into your podcast, then go for it 100%. Your content is for your audience. Your podcast is for your audience. Your podcast is not for you. I'm really sorry, that might sound a little harsh, but it's not about you. It's not about what you want to talk about. It's for your audience. And if you're a business owner, it is for your ideal clients. So you want to make sure that you're covering topics that you know that they will be interested in. 
And what's the best way to do that? You get the information directly from them. It will save you from scratching your head, trying to work out what to talk about. You can even do polls on Instagram, LinkedIn, wherever it is that you hang out online. If you have an email list, you can send an email asking them to, you know, asking them a question, getting them to share information with you. I've received a couple emails from people who I'm connected with on their email list. So, you know, don't feel like you're bothering them. There's so many different ways that you can start to bring your episode topics together. It's absolutely amazing. So if you're listening to this and you think that you might run out of episode topics after, you know, you hit 20 episodes, I promise you that will not happen. There is so much content within you. You just need to sit down, think about how you want to structure your episodes, think about what your audience needs to hear, because your podcast is here to nurture them. It's not just here to be, I've talked about this on Instagram recently, your podcast isn't just free content, unless of course, you know, it's a passion project for you. But if your podcast is an extension of your business and you're using it as a marketing tool, you need to be strategic. So you want to answer those questions. And because when you're answering those questions, your audience can be like, oh, I can't get enough of this podcast. I don't need to go anywhere else. Hannah, Suzanne, fill in the blank, whatever your name is, such and such is going to provide the information that I need on their podcast. And that's how you grow your audience. And that's how you will maintain raving podcast fans. So going back quickly in terms of structuring your episodes, you might also want to think about how you link episodes with one another. So what I mean by that is when I work with my clients, I am very much of the opinion that we can sell from episode one. There's no need to kind of wait until you're 20, 50, 100 episodes in. We can create an ad and we can soft sell direct sell, lots of different types of selling from episode one. So thinking about an event you have coming up. So say you're launching something, you know, two, three months after you launch your podcast, you can use your podcast to nurture people. So if you are launching, I don't know, a group program of some kind, regardless of the type of business owner that you are, you can formulate those episodes based on what your program is going to be about to nurture people. You're priming them so that by the time you've launched, you could have ready to buy clients, listen to your podcast. And then by the time you've launched, they're like, yep, where do I sign? You talk about on the podcast, you include the link in the show notes. And before you know it, your program is full. So you want to be really, really strategic. And it's really important that you put that strategy in, in the episode planning stage. Please do not wing it. Don't wing it. Like all my episodes are planned out, even up to season four, which is not until this time next year. I might add some, I might remove some, but more or less, and that has been the case from May. So around this time last year, I'd already mapped them out and some go and some are slightly tweaked, but at least I know that my podcast is going to last at least four seasons and at least two years. Because this is where a lot of people miss a trick. 
They might decide to start their podcast and not kind of really think about how to make the podcast work best for them. I certainly fell into that trap where I treated the podcast as just free content, but actually it is a place to nurture your audience. You don't need to, you know, link them back to your email list to nurture them there. If you do it the right way, you can nurture them on your podcast and they will be ready to buy. So I would really implore you to take the time to do this initial planning because it will really help you out in the long run. And then what do you do? So obviously, if you followed what I've said, you start by jotting down your ideas on a piece of paper. But then I would highly recommend that you keep those ideas organized. That is a big part, in my opinion, of a successful podcast. If you're all over the place, yeah, it's going to feel hard. You need to be organized. It doesn't have to be fancy. You can use a Google Sheet or an Excel spreadsheet or project management tool. I've talked about Trello quite a lot on the podcast before, so you'll know I'm a big fan. But there's also Asana, there's Monday.com. There's so much out there. But you just want to make sure you list all your podcast ideas in one place. Once you've done the initial planning, you want to transfer that information to that place and start moving forward with your podcast. And then as you continue, you just keep updating it, updating it, updating it. I have a Trello board that's dedicated to my podcast, as I've talked about before. And every time I have an idea, I just pop into my Trello, create a new card, write the idea down. And maybe if I, you know, was prompted because of a Google article or a blog, then I'll include the link to that article or blog. And that's it. When I'm then ready to record for the month, I can refer back to that blog. And that's how I keep things pretty much very, very organized. There's just so many moving pieces with your podcast. It's really, really easy for things to fall through the cracks. Find a process or system that works best for you. Organization is key. So to recap, content pillars make your content creation so much easier. And not just for your podcast, but within your business as well, because there is some crossover. So do the prep. I know that it takes a bit of time, but it's really worth it in the long run. If you just do the prep, plan out your episodes, really do the research. If you're stuck for ideas, do the research you need to do in order to get that really, that deeper content, the answers to your listeners' problems. And if you need any help brainstorming this, shoot me a DM over on Instagram or an email. I would be more than happy to help you. I have a 90-minute strategy intensive call. We'll jump on Zoom and we can kind of map this out for you. So I hope you found this episode helpful. Have a great week. I look forward to welcoming another fantastic guest next week. Danielle Bays will be joining us to talk about video. Now I know that video is on the up and up, so I'm really excited for you to tune in to this episode. But until then, have a fantastic week and speak soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Too Busy to Podcast. I know how busy you are and I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend with me. If you enjoy this episode and you like to help support the podcast, please share it with others 
post about it on social media and subscribe or follow the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Until next week, keep calm and podcast. See you then.